anyone else have trouble sleeping last night and the night before that? Same. And I've tried everything, but it either doesn't help me sleep so I'm cranky and tired the next day, or I sleep and then I'm drowsy the next day. Luckily, Seize the Night and Day is here. Go to SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more about insomnia and how you can seize the night. And Carpe the DM. Make their mission your mission, because they will not rest until we all rest. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 94 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by Logan. Logan, been a minute since it was just me and you podcasting together, so I need to ask you, how are you doing, man? I mean, you know, we uh, the Hawks took a week off. We took a little bit of time off. They were, you know. Podcasters deserve day, days off too, man. You know we uh, we work tirelessly to bring you guys one episode. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know I'm doing good. Uh, how about you? No, I'm I'm also doing good. Uh, you know the Hawks have been back for two games now since the All Star break ended, and actually the the title of the podcast will fit those two games very well. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It was you told me it, but a tale of two trays. Yeah, I mean to to put it succinctly. In that first game against the Bulls, uh, Trey had a Kwame Brown moment. He was a bona fide scrub. There's, you know, I'm, I'm, I apologize. I'm not trying to be rude, but he was, he was a bona fide scrub. Um, Stephen A. Smith could not have put it any better. Um, he sucked. It was, it was really bad to watch. It was, it was bad. I, I did not check the Twitter. I didn't check Reddit. I didn't check nothing for a while because I, when there's a bad game, I just try to avoid the internet. I don't want to read what what everyone has to say because. NBA, uh, NBA like social media, NBA commentary, I guess from the the masses is it's very toxic. It's very negative oriented, um, and frankly, I uh, I didn't need that in my life. So I, <laughs> after after DeRozan, just completely, <laughs> I there's no way I can put it in PG terms. So I'll just say he played very good basketball, um, and beat us. He. he he spanked us like there's no other way to put it. So after that, I just uh, turned off the television and and I don't know. I played I played some video games or something. I don't know. I, I I it was bad. That was a bad game. That that was awful. That was like I don't know. Have you like have you ever like imagined like this is a very probably a very fantasy thing for all of us. Your stepdad beating your real dad's ass. Trey was our Jesus. real dad, and Demar Derozan was our stepdad. And like it was painful. Demar Rosen, he's low key. I'm gonna say it. He's been playing like he's coming for the MVP award. With all due respect to that three throw shooting, Joel Embiid, God, and Nikola Jokic. Look, hey, jo- Demar Rosen's coming for it, man. He is a he is a bucket. He he is he's him. He's him in the highest definition. And look, Logan, I just want to say for two years I said that we should have gone after Derozan, and everybody's like, "You're crazy. I don't want Derozan. I don't want Derozan." I don't even want to pay D.R. Rosen like what, fifteen million a year? Some people said, and now look at him. He's he's like a t- he's top three in the MVP race for sure, right? Like that's unanimous at this point. I I think it'd be fun to just give him the award. Like it's gonna go to Jokic or Embiid, but I don't see why he can't win it. They're the two seed. He's I mean, he's he's just really he's just doing. I, I don't even know how it happened because DeRozan was always pretty good. Um, you know, obviously the mid range stuff, and then. His years with the Spurs, he added a little bit of playmaking. Um, but this year, like, I'm not saying he's out there, like, he, he's not even, like, you know, he's not an amazing three-point shooter, but he, he can shoot. Like, you have to guard him out there. You can't just, like, lead, like, it's crazy. I don't know what happened to him, but he's proven us right. Because I, I know both of us were like, you know, DeRozan would be pretty cool. Like, Truthfully, I thought he'd be cheaper to get than he was this past offseason. He got paid more than I thought, but clearly he's worth every single dime because he's the reason the Bulls are are really good this year. Yeah, no, pro, pro, you know this isn't a Bulls podcast. You know, you know, there's some tension between the Hawks and the Bulls, especially in the Trey Young rookie Chris Dunn rivalry days. Before you know, Chris Dunn was a Hawks folktale legend. But yeah, just you know what. Props to the Bulls, man, because what they're doing is pretty. It's pretty. It's a cool turnaround to see. But look, with all due respect, we're better than them. I'm saying it. 
Really? Respectfully. Really? I, I, I don't think the Bulls are making it out of the first round. Stamp it, Logan. I think I don't think they're winning anything this year, but I could see them making it to the second round. The issue is it's hard to imagine anyone that isn't um, a fully healthy Nets or uh, like the Bucks or 76ers doing anything in the East. Um, oh great the, the 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 Sixers are gonna the Sixers are the most annoying team in the NBA. I just want to say it now. I need to get this out on record. We can both. I know me and you feel the same way about them. You had a tweet about them, Logan. Look, go ahead, go ahead and say what you said in that in the chat earlier today because because it was kind okay. Of a so no, look, last year we remember. You know, everybody's been saying you know the whole oh what Trey Young does when he plays for fouls isn't basketball, and that was especially prevalent. Ple- prevalent remember in that Sixers series like you remember all the time people would cry like Thibel can't play defense he just fouls them it's not fair to us look Sixers fans last year Trey Young is flopping this isn't basketball at all Sixers fans now I will break down every play frame by frame to try and prove we deserve to shoot 43 three throws 44 three throws actually so I just want to say I I pray nothing but the worst for the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, I'm not going to be, you know, an NBA Twitter guy and pray injury on players, but look, Jesus. I need the I need the Sixers getting bounced in the first or second round. Kevin Herter, you you are our last hope, young man, because <laughs> that team is not fun to watch basketball-wise. And look, frankly, I'm going to say it, Logan. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for this one. It's not basketball. Mm. So, I don't know. I just need to get that out there. I know me and you feel similarly. I feel like everyone except for Sixers fans should feel the same in uniting that 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 isn't basketball at all. It's just a it's just blatant flopping. It's ridiculous. And beef has like and beef has always been probably the worst of that because yes, Trey would would do the little little I don't know how to describe. He just launch back into people. He would do that. Steph Curry would um, try and draw those three point fouls. James Harden. Does a little bit of everything. Joel Embiid is always the biggest and strongest guy out in the court, and he's throwing his body around like a damn rag doll. It's embarrassing. You are one of the most skilled big men the league has seen. You can do damn near anything when the basketball is in your hands. So why are you? Why? It's getting to the point where at some point he's going to flop for a foul and he's going to break a bone or tear a ligament or something. And what are we going to do other than be like, well, you probably should have just you know played basketball. It's 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 you know, I I I'm praying on the downfall. There's no other way to put it. Like I I they're a very good team. I could see them winning. I don't think they're winning a championship. I, I honestly I think it's just the Suns' year. Um, but I could see them winning the East. And frankly, I hope they don't because um, at this point, I don't think the 76ers deserve good things. So um, I don't want them to to experience anything good because. It's it's a shame. You know it's bad when Hawks fans. We we watch Trey and Gallo kind of foul bait. I guess do some tomfoolery. Do, do some, some tomfoolery. You know, and and I can stand proud and say that at least we're not Joel Embiid stands. At least we're not watching it with Joel Embiid and James Harden. I'm proud. Even Tyrese. I'm Max taking is away Embiid's MVP vote. Yeah, yeah. We have we have uh, media votes by the way. We actually get to vote. Yeah, on yeah. For those who didn't know, we're credentialed. You know. Yeah, I'm we, we vote for, on the Heisman as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm voting for DeAndre Hunter. <laughs> MVP vote, yeah. Gorgie J. You're all welcome. Yeah, um, no, look, praying on the Sixers downfall. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it, Logan. I want the Sixers in Philly again uh, in the playoffs. I don't know what on that. You know what? I'm gonna say it. Hawks and six. I'd rather have the Bulls because I really think the Bulls like. I'll t- I'll take either of them. I'll take either look, of them. I'll take them at the same time. Ao Pauls. There's a reason DeRozan was once called Demar DeFrozen by Skip Bayless. What am I? Am I supposed to be scared of Lonzo Ball? No. Vucevic? No. No. Zach Levine? I mean, it's his first playoffs. You know, he he's never seen playoff herder locking him down. It's gonna happen. Alex Caruso, maybe you know he's got a little he's got a little feistiness to him. He he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's he's won he's won a game or two. That's it, man. I'm not scared of nobody else. Give me give me the Hawks in five over the two seed. Look, you, you you put the Hawks into the into the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Sixers and Bulls. I guarantee you, we're coming out alive. Now, if it's the Nets or the Bucks, I mean, look, 
you know, K- KD is him. He's one of the greatest players ever. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to over, I don't want to overextend here. Look, first of all, but look, give me the Sixers or the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. Give them four games at home, and I promise you, we win both series in six. I actually don't think it happens, but I'm just sort of. I have ah, ah, ah. What what the hell is that? The Shaq Bird noise, you know. That was awful. I see what uh, you're going for now, but that 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 was bad. But yeah. I mean, screw. How'd you like it? Screw them, man. I don't care. Hawks against the world. At this Look, point, anyways, we're we're too far in. It's time to just go full uh full optimistic. I guess we're too we're too deep. There's only like five weeks left in the regular season, man. It's actually coming to a close. So it's time we just focus in, man. Well, here's the thing. We can either look like we were super low on the team and they, and well, y'all are wrong. Y'all didn't think we could do this. Or we can be super high on the team. And if they disappoint, we're like, oh yeah, we're just fans. This is a fan podcast. Are you, are you mad at us for having our hopes up? Sorry for being optimistic. Look, yeah. how, how, all right. This is a bit of a throwback segment, Logan. Now, this is this one's. Uh, if you've been listening to Hawks for a while, you sure I'm sure you know where I'm about to go with this, Logan. We got some injury issues going on with our boy John Collins. Look, I hate to call upon you. I know you just got done oh. with the work day in your real career. I I'm bringing him in. I'm bringing in the former sports medicine shadow, Logan. Logan. What's going on, man? Where's John at? I'm getting worried. I I thought he was going to be back after the All-Star break. I thought the Hawks were playing it cautiously. And now, as of like four days ago, Nate Millen said he wasn't playing five-on-five. He was just now taking jump shots. Logan, you're the one with the knowledge. The former sport medicine shadow. What's going on, man? I know what the issue is. So, John Collins has a a foot strain, some sort of ligament in his foot. He pulled it. I'm sure it hurts like a mother. Um I'm sure it's very uncomfortable to play basketball on, but I know what you have to do. I've heard of these injuries. Um, the way that you um, sort of bounce back from these injuries, your recovery process, it requires dribbling a basketball. Um, and that's why John Collins is struggling to to recover from this injury. Oh, oh I thought you were actually <laughs> being serious about that no, one. And no, then we I, got, I thought I, you were going to be like, oh, we need to stretch his foot out on a tennis ball. And then you're like dribbling a basketball. I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, um, I'm just making jokes. I'm not, I'm not one of those John Collins guys. But um, I don't know, man. I, I clearly, I mean, look, it's a foot ligament issue. That sounds very uncomfortable. So, you know, he might miss. Do you think John Collins has the gout? <laughs> Can confirm. He has he has gout. He needs to start drinking some some cherry juice. It worked for me. But nah, I think he'll be back in another couple days. Um, sucks to to have missed him for. Because it's safe to say, right, like, that Bulls game was very close. It would have been real nice to have had John in that game. Clearly, we didn't need him against the Raptors. We whooped the Raptors. Um, but it would have been nice to have him against the Bulls because that Bulls game was tantalizingly close, and we should have had it. And, and frankly, having John there would have, you know, you, you would have to assume it just make it a little bit better, right? So, sucks. But that, that's the NBA, man. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes you... Pull a foot ligament, I I guess. Yeah, no, we win that Bulls game with John. Uh, that annoyed me to like the max. Like you look back to that Bulls game. Obviously, I mean, if Trey plays like below average instead of awful, we win that game. But like you think, just like even just having John there, look, we win that game. So it's just frustrating. Wish John was back. You know, sports medicine shadow intern jokes aside, look, get get well soon, John Collins. You know, a lot of this fan base. They don't. They don't appreciate you. Nobody appreciates you until the solid, consistent guy is gone. That's when they're like, "Okay, we took you for granted." So, hey, get well soon to my guy John Collins. You know what? For all the slander he gets, he does make he makes the, watching the Hawks more fun. So, real lack of lobs going on. Uh, Logan, let's talk yeah. about that Raptors game for a minute. A bit of a sweet revenge, you know. R- Raptors fans, they've actually been, you know, trying to get us to... I, I feel oh, like right. other teams are on they're, notice they're now. They're the ones that invaded the Hawks fan TV Twitter space. And, and Yo, man, Hawks fan shit. TV yeah. issue a statement. Yeah, just just classless on Raptors fans' part, really. really. Just classless. But look, we um, did get some... We, we, we got some sweet, sweet revenge. You know, we've taken two L's to them before now. But then, it kind of looked like the Hawks were fired up. Trey came off of a bad game. Kind of looked like the team. Hey, all I'm saying, Logan, I'm, I'm not trying to say anything... I think Nate McMillan had it out for Nick Nurse. He said, you know what? You've been doing a lot of bullshit this year, Nate, Nick Nurse. Look, Nate did a pull of starters, and we were up by 20 for like 
the five minute mark at the third quarter until the like two minutes left in the fourth. I, I think Nate kept the starters in to send the message, Logan. I think Nate just does that because he's such a damn yeah. boomer. I think he's just such a damn <laughs> boomer. I don't know. Like, he does that all the time. There's been a lot of games where it's like, why the hell is Trey still in? There's five minutes left and we're up by 23. Just, just put DeLon in. Or, you know, just put Rondo in or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rondo? It, it was... Wait, did we ever... We didn't have Rondo in the... No, we had Rondo shortly in the Nate McMillan era. Anyway. For like a what? Yeah, for like two games. Anyway, you know, y'all know what I mean. Um, I don't know. I, hey, look, it was a good win. Trey, Trey followed up one of his worst and most embarrassing games ever with just a surgical performance. He, what was he? What did he end up shooting? Like seventeen of twenty four or something? Twenty three? Just absurd for a, a short port point guard to be shooting like that. He hardly took any threes. He just killed them in the mid range. Killed them with mid range. Killed them with the floater. 11 assists. It was like his 23rd 40 point game. Um, I mean, he, he's a, you know, Trey, look, this is, this is the reality of Trey. Every 10 or so games, you're going to get one absolute dog shitter. Just, just awful. Just bad. The other nine, you're going to get one of the best players in the world. So that's a trade off you take every time. Look, here's the way I see it. Um, in general, there's sort of tiers of players. You have tier one, Tier S, I guess, that's LeBron James and Kevin Durant. They almost never have off games, especially in their primes. Like, LeBron literally could carry any team to a win in his prime. Kevin Durant, more or less the same. He, he never was on bad enough for a team to really prove that in the same way LeBron was, but that's that's a tier. Below that, you have the superstars. They're they're great most of the times. They're not, you know, they're not LeBron. They're not Kevin Durant, but they're darn close. That's That's where Trey's at. He's not going to win you every single game. He's going to have the occasional off game. He's he's six foot. He's a guard that has a lot of shooting in his game. He's going to have off nights. The passing is going to be there almost every night, but sometimes even that, you know, the offense is just discombobulated sometimes. I mean, he, he's our superstar. He, I mean, he showed it. Um, you know, crappy game against the Bulls. It really a painful way to watch it end because we should have won that. And he uh, did not did not make good decisions really the whole game, but especially the last few minutes, but he instantly made everyone forget it because he followed it up with one of his, his most impressive performances probably ever. So that's A our signature guy. performance, 41 points and 11 assists on 17 to 24 shooting. Now listen to this. This is the best part, Logan, only four turnovers, which like you can see, which for most players, are like, Oh my God, four turnovers. But like when you have 11 assists, I mean, you're throwing some pretty risky passes. So like you said, props to Trey. Trey is definitely, you know, a star in this league. He can, he can win you games, but Logan, you hit it straight on the head. A lot of variance when it comes to jump shooting players. That's just how, that's how it goes. You know, that's why you look at like guys like Wilt, while they were so dominant, they weren't taking these, uh, these, these new age hip hop jumpers. They're pounding the rock down low. Wilt just, yeah, I mean, he was just. It'd be like if I was playing a bunch of, against a bunch of sixth graders. Like I, I would be dropping fifty, twelve, seventeen, eight, and six. You know, it like, hey man, that's that's just that's how the modern era is. Like Steph Curry's been in a slump for months. Like it's Steph, and he's he's been sucking for months. It's just how it is. Only the prime, like MJ, LeBron, Durant, some of the best ever. Only those guys are. On their game, ninety nine point five percent of the time, it's just it's just not how it is. Um, Trey's always been a little streaky. This year, I wouldn't even say he's been streaky. This year, he's he's been consistently great, and he has a couple like, oh, not not his best week type deals, but you know, look, I mean, people are gonna make make a big deal when you when you end games like you did against the Bulls. That that was bad. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna deny that, but um, it was good to see him following it followed up with. Uh, a really sort of classic Trey performance. Yeah, you know, all props to Trey. You know, a good win against the Raptors. And, you know, on a personal level, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm starting to dislike Raptors fans a lot. Like, I'll, you know, they've been the, the butt of the joke for the past years. They got a title. All cool, man, you know. Really Kawhi's title. But, you know, you you can claim partnership of it as well. That's fine. Look. They're annoying. They did that FVV was better than the Trey stuff around the All-Star. It was it was quiet, and, you know, obviously that's the kind of stuff that I, you I just got to disregard. I do like that after the last game, like, I saw a bunch of Raptors fans being like, Fred VanVleet can check anyone in any other point guard in this league except for Trey. He can never stop him. I'm like, yeah, because Fred VanVleet's a, <laughs> like, whatever, you know, but go ahead. 
Just had to get that out. No, look, it, it, it was nice to see Trey just say, hey, lace them up, Fred. I'm going to bust your ass tonight. And he people, goes out there and drops 41 points. People forget that Trey Young almost dropped one of the best highlight clips I, I would have ever seen in basketball on Fred VanVleet's head, but he missed the shot. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Jackson? Yeah, no. In was it last year or maybe the year before that? I know what you're talking. I know I, I remember that because I was like that. That was like my prime highlights making days. I don't know if you remember that. And I remember uh, I was I was going to clip that, but he missed the shot. Yeah, he nutmegs him into like a step back <laughs> from like thirty feet, and I think he just front rims it. I think he just shot a little short. It would have been one of the craziest. I mean, just complete disassembly of a of a defenders I would have seen, but. Miss a shot, but um, safe to say, Trey, Trey, you can start calling him Trey Van Vliet because he he is Fred's father. There's just there's just no other way to put it. He, uh, I believe the term is <clears throat> he owns him. I don't know. I th- I think that's what I'd say though. Why be um, better? Another Hawks news. Hey, we need to talk about it, Logan. DeAndre Hunter, where are we at? I don't know. It. I feel like it's time we had an actual serious sit down conversation. I feel I, like this has evolved a lot. What part of it hasn't been serious? He's just disappointing this year. He's no. I, well, I meant with the numbers part. Like you do you not know pay what I mean. him any more than you pay Herder because up to this point he has not been better than Herder over the course of. The I don't even know years. if you pay him as much as Herder anymore. Like it, maybe I'm just being very pessimistic and very reactionary, but like. I don't know, man. Some people think that I, I personally don't. I lean on the side that's not, just in case anybody's wondering. Some people think that Herder's overpaid, and like it's like okay, that's. I mean, you know what? Everyone's allowed to have their opinion, but like if Hunter's on the same contract Herder is, like Hunter's very overpaid. It's 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 one of those things where I don't even know um, how much he deserves is like somewhere in the low teens because as much as we all, you know, potential and and. You know, oh, he shut down Luca. Do you see what he did in the playoff series? That's all great, but let's be real. He he's pretty much just had like twenty to twenty five games of standout performance, and the rest of his career has been either injuries or just straight up mid to bad. What what difference is that than Cam Reddish? And we we decided we wouldn't pay Cam Reddish. We just would trade him for a pick. So if it were up to me, I I would probably just let him play out the fourth year of his contract, or maybe he's in the trade because I again I do think a big trade is going to be coming this summer. I mean, a trade has to be coming unless we're going to be in the in the luxury tax for this mediocre ass team, which uh, I don't think is going to happen. So I just don't think you extend him. I think you let him play out the fourth year. If he if he takes a leap in this fourth year, good for him. He just made himself a bunch of money. If he doesn't, then all right, it's it's very clear what our option is now. We can sign and trade him. And and get a you know decent role player back, or we can try and keep him at you know four years, sixty something million. You know what I mean? It's just um, he's just not ball movement dies when it goes to DeAndre. Um, he, he those fifteen or twenty games in his sophomore year where he could just get to the cup. He was a good slasher. He didn't completely kill the flow of the offense. I, it's looking more and more like a fluke than it is the you know the real DeAndre. And right now he's just in a slump. It, it's hard to it's hard to justify paying him Kevin Herter money because at least Kevin Herter like Kevin Herter's gotten better over the course of his career. Um, and Hunter's kind of he took one step forward and then he kind of not not immediately but the next year he took the step back. So it's like there's no real clear progression on that side. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if people still love Hunter like they used to. Because I remember back in the day, man, when, when it was his rookie year and I was trashing on Hunter, I was hated. I was not well liked for that. And nowadays, I think it's a little more popular to to recognize that he's kind of not that guy, at least not currently. You know something about Hunter's funny. Funny is that remember the comparisons after the uh, Jay the, uh, Crowder? No, the 2019 draft. I'm talking about Hawks fans comparisons, the Kawhi Leonard stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Look, it's actually kind of funny because you know Cam was called Paul George, Hunter was <laughs> called Kawhi. They're both on the Clippers. It's funny. Cam washed out. Like hate to say it, he's you know what, wishing you well in New York. He's not really relevant to me or the Hawks anymore. The funny thing is, Hunter gets compared to Kawhi. Well, used to. Not anymore, definitely. 
it's funny because his game is most like Marcus Morris. They're both ball stoppers. They're both guys who are like slower on the perimeter, so their inside defense is more prevalent. They're both guys who like to operate out of the post. They're both guys who have simple dribble moves. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of similarities there that I think are like pretty funny, you know. Then you also talk about Quads on the Clippers, Morris on the Clippers. Hey, we 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 compared you to the wrong Clipper. So I don't know. That's just I saw I saw something about that. I thought about it, I was like, hey, that actually makes sense. Like they're both ball stoppers. They both mainly catch and shoot players, and they both have no bags when it comes to like shot no bags. for themselves. Look, yeah, that's, that's where we're at with Hunter. Look, we're gonna talk about this for probably the next five months. Like, let's be real, we're gonna be talking about who we want to trade for. Hunter, Hunter's. I'm not saying he has to be in the package because he doesn't have to be. He can be a useful player. I, I still think down the line he'll find his niche and he'll be a good player, but he's not going to be like the two way starting level small forward borderline all star you really want next to Trey. Um, I don't know, man. He's just. It sucks because in theory the the tall, strong, lanky or not lanky, lengthy. Uh, wing next to Trey sounds perfect because then it's like, yeah, let's go get Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, Trey, Hunter. That that's your big three. It may throw in a pick and roll big and you got you got a stew brewing. And but it's like Hunter just he's he's not the guy that picks up slack. He just kinda he at, at most he'll do his job and then that's it. And and when he's not doing his job he's a, a just a net negative on the team and it's it's painful to watch because Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. I think every single like Hawks fan was like, holy crap, this guy's so good last year. And then, you know, injuries and COVID and things things like that have, have hindered him. But it's also just like maybe maybe this is who he is. Maybe he's just a no-bag type of guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, hopefully Hunter improves. We didn't like the thing is, is that I, we all love the idea of Hunter as like a, an ideal three and D guy who can play next to Trey, and then like he gets out there, the ball stops moving, it's sticking to his hands. You know, he he's not able to, you know, like you said, he just does enough. He doesn't like take any slack or do anything extra, and that, that hurts us. Like there is times where the Hawks need are like, hey, like look, we need someone on this possession that's not named Trey or Herder to create a shot right here, and then like Hunter does whatever he does when he creating his own shot. And it's just like, okay, well, back to Trey's hands, it goes next possession. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I want to ask you this. This is more of a question about how you evaluate our players, all right? I'm an opposing GM. You're Travis Schlink. You ready? All right. Hey, you want my superstar? A part of the package, you can either choose one, a Kongbu, or Hunter in a first. Which are you doing? Hunter in a... Mm. It's a Hawks unprotected first. It's your own pick. Okay. Hawks unprotected Unprotected, first. though. Let's just say next year, like 2023. Yeah, sure. All season we're doing this trade. Um, is it an all-star level guy? Um, because I if I'm trading my first unprotected, I want to be damn sure it's not lottery. Tier 2.5. Uh, can you give me Rudy Gobey? Ew. Well, I'm trying to think of someone who I'm trying to think of someone who's like not like obviously it's not a tier one so, guy. So, so you know, a, a guy like, that a guy that maybe makes uh three all star games in his career as like a maybe an injury replacement type guy. Yeah. Like yeah, like that's right. D'Angelo Russell or better or worse? Like or no, Well, I don't know. It I, I feel like that depends on how you um how you evaluate D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Let's say around that tier, though. Yeah. It. it I don't want to Cam Reddish to file Kongu because, you know, I'm sure a year ago we all would have been like, oh, I'm not trading Reddish. He's got too much potential. And now we're, now I'm like, oh, I don't want to trade a Kongu. He's got too much potential. But, um, <sighs> I'll trade Hunter in the first, I think. Now, let me ask you this. Does that have more to do with you being lower on Hunter or higher on a Kongu or a bit of both? I th- I think it's more that um, the way Hunter is shaping out to be, he's a little more replaceable. Um, like, because he doesn't do anything particularly special. Like, yes, his point of attack defense can be very, very good. But, like, look at a guy like Herb Jones. 
where the hell did Herb Jones come from? He just got picked up, and now he's also a really good point of attack defender. He does the same thing hundred as well, but he was, you know, it's just a Kongu. At least you you see the flashes. Hunter, the I don't know. I, I might be sounding like an idiot here. I don't know. That was that was a tough question. I wasn't ready to answer. Um, I might I might take back my answer. You know, I'm not answering that question. I plead the fifth. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to be clowned. I'm not sure. Anymore, I'm definitely though. doing. All input here. Look, I, I you know, I, I try and come with the hard hitting questions. A lot of people, you know, hey, people are saying it to me. Hey, we want more serious discussion on the show. Well, here you go. I'm I'm taking Hunter in the first every single time. And by the way, nobody says that to us. So you know, that was a joke. I was, um, I don't know. I was say, and really? I think it has. Did it say that? Yeah, no, no, nobody says that. Look, I'm taking Hunter in the first, and I'm going to go and say it now. It has a lot more to do with me being higher on the Kongu than I am lower on Hunter. I still feel like Hunter can still like kind of make it to that like tier that we thought he could like i'm not saying the guy could be an all-star i feel like me and other hawks fans were overextending there but like i i do feel like hunter can be that guy who like he has like a few seasons where you're like hey you should be an all-star and like maybe he gets close to the votes but doesn't get enough fan votes or something like i don't know what a player comparison that would be but like i feel like he's around that like i still feel like he can get there but here's the thing. The Hawks can't wait around and wait for the happen. Like the days of you being bad and playing so much until suddenly you're not bad and you hit your potential. Like we think you are like those days are gone. Like we saw that with cam, you know, the idea of you, it can't be better than what you actually are for the Hawks anymore. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of decisions Slank has to make because I mean, let's be real. We, we backed ourselves into a corner financially. Um, we're not signing anybody. Um, so it has to be trades. So we gotta we gotta partner some people to get some new people. And Hunter Hunter really quickly went from a guy that it'd be hard to imagine him being parted with to like a, you know, well you know if we can get you know borderline all star level player we gotta do it. So um, I don't know, man. I I just don't see Hunter turning around this season. Like who knows what he does next season? That's a whole off season's worth of work away. Um, and he's still young and he still hasn't played that much basketball. So I don't want to jump to any super big long-term conclusions, but he was never seen as a high ceiling guy, you know, and it, it just looks more likely than not that the, those 20 games his sophomore year were a flash, not a, not a, a sneak peek into his future. So I don't know. I, I, uh, hopefully, hopefully no, the mob doesn't come for me. The woke mob. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, man. It, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tricky offseason. No, it definitely is. I I feel like Schlink, like he has a lot to navigate. It's funny because remember last year we had Kyle on the podcast and we talked about how like, hey, Schlink, he's, he's hit the big moves. Now it's time to like improve on the margins. That's where the test for Schlink is. And now it's like it's kind of reverted back to like, hey, this roster is going to need some big shaking up to do. Like, I wonder, I wonder how Schlink going to take that. And it's not like something where you know we're tanking. We're going to get a generational or near that level player in the draft. Like that's not happening more. Like Schlink's going to have to go out and it's going to be on the trade market. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the cap stuff all that well. Like, I know what the Hulk cap is. I don't know how to explain. I don't know how it would work for the Hulk to be like, all right, let's go get someone in free agency that's like, you know, 30 mil plus. But I don't I don't want to say it's possible at all, really. Like, realistically, of course. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We're going to see Shlink on the trade market. You know, and this is his first time where, you know, it's going to be one of those things where the Hulk shouldn't be paying a lot of assets for a guy. So I'm excited about it. The only other time we've really given up assets was for Hunter. So it's, it's, I guess technically Capella, but that was such, that, that draft pick turned into Poku, who is like so, so incredibly bad <laughs> that it's hard to even consider it an asset. Um, shout out to Nikki. I know Poku was his guy, but may have taken an L on that one. But we all, we all, we all take L sometimes. But I don't know. It's, um, I think we're going to be doing a lot of emergency podcasts this summer. There's, that, that's I'm, I'm excited for it. That's the only way I can put it. Very excited for it. Now, I did want to talk to you about that. You know, we're talking about, you know, trading. I, and whenever we talk about trades, I kind of like to throw out some targets names of just guys we could be, uh, you know, trading for. I always think that's interesting. Big news story, Logan. We never really talked, touched on this. I don't, th- I don't feel like we ever really talked about this. There was some, uh, you know what, I'm going to go to it. A bit of message board, you know, reporting. You know, I don't know how many people, you know, you can't read too much into it. You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Look, there's this guy on the Pelicans board. He was talking about how, hey, Hawks oh, are yeah, coming with a big package. Rumors, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the Zion stuff. Like the Pelicans reporters, like, hey, the Hawks are coming for Zion this this year after they had their medical team coming out, and they're coming with a big offer. I just want to ask you, Logan, where are we at with Zion? I'm personally pretty scared. I'll get into my personal thought more, but I want to give you the floor first. I Zion, his potential is otherworldly because it's it's blatantly obvious what he does on offense, right? It's it's already abundantly clear that when he's healthy, he's an offensive force. He doesn't need to be able to shoot. He doesn't need to be able to look good on his free throws. You just give him the ball, and he's going to get 15 layups or dunks a game. Like, he's just going to do it. The issue with me is, where the hell did his defense go? Everyone was so excited for his defense out of college, and it's just gone. It's just not there. Maybe it's because he he's never wanted to be in New Orleans. But you don't know that. It, whoever trades resign is taking on the most interesting mix of risk and reward in, in a star trade like ever like ever at least that i can think of obviously i'm i'm young but i can't think of the last time a star got traded that was such a huge unknown typically when you trade for a star it's because you know what you're getting right zion you you could be getting a future hall of fame or you could be getting a, a fat guy who doesn't want to play basketball anymore so it's like do i really want to trade four first and john collins and deonor hunter and bogdanovich for this guy and speaking of the contracts, it'd be weird. Like, I don't know how they'd work out because Zion is not getting paid much yet because his extension hasn't kicked in. Oh, that too. He's gonna be due for extension soon. <laughs> it's it's it's. I don't know if Zion had shown any modicum of defense in his NBA career, I'd say go do it. I I you know obviously John Collins would be in the trade because Zion and John Collins. Probably doesn't work as a front court. I mean, maybe it does if you if you think John can be a like a small five. Um, you know, in theory, Zion's help defense would be good enough to to make it kind of work. But in actuality, Zion's help defense is so bad that um, it's it's hard to imagine him sharing the court with Trey. But at the same time, Trey and Zion, John, uh, bleh, Trey and Zion would be like a. I don't want to be. I don't want to go too. Like I don't want to overextend too much. But is Kobe Shaq too strong of a comparison? Like obviously Kobe and Trey are very different players, and Shaq is like four inches taller than Zion. But I mean, I, I think they could have that level of impact. Now I'm not saying that we three p, but you get what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I I need another month or two to wrap my brain around it because if if the the only concern for me is defense. I'm not worried about Zion shooting. I'm not worried about that crap. Truthfully, the health stuff, I, I almost feel like it, he, it's just because he doesn't want to be there. I, 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 yeah, I need more time to wrap my brain around. I think I'd be okay with it, but it'd be so damn risky. It, 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 would, it would be the weird, like training for Donovan Mitchell is not risky. You know what you're getting, right? Yeah, maybe you get, the defense doesn't work well, but that's why you rebuild the team around that offensive nucleus and you figure out the defense later. Zion... You're just throwing shit at the wall and hoping that it works because there's a lot of it's it's kind of like a 2K rebuild there. Um, I don't know. Uh, ask me again in a month, I guess. What are you thinking, Jackson? I have three points I want to make first. First of all, my biggest concern is Zion's health. I know you kind of talked about, hey, maybe maybe there's some uh, some over exaggerating about his health. You know, maybe he just doesn't want to be in New Orleans. Shout out to the Falcons, cause who would want to be in New Orleans? With all due respect, hey, I'm gonna say it. Look, my first issue with Zion, I'm looking at this, I'm going, hey man, like you, what? He's at like 80 games played. He's three years into his career. There's been like a lot of like. Oh, he was supposed to, like this year, he was apparently supposed to play on opening night. It got pushed back till Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving came around. It's okay. Zion's out till Christmas. Christmas came around. It's like Zion's out indefinitely. And now it's looking like Zion's going to have to have another surgery on his foot. Zion apparently also hasn't been with the team. And apparently up until the media called him out on it, Zion didn't even, you know, text his new teammates or anything. CJ would call him. That's that's another thing too. JJ Redick basically just completely clowned the guy for being a bad teammate, which again, he probably has never wanted to be in New Orleans, but even then, like, suck it up, man. I don't know. A little maturity would be a, a, a way to, you know, whatever. But I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're all good. And, uh, like, I don't know. I'm just looking at that, and I'm like, hey, like, I think we all know what Zion can can be. We all saw it at Duke. We all saw it that entire time. I mean, Zion can truly be one of the most dominating offensive force, not, all, not only in the game, but, like, of the decade. 
Like I, I maybe might be overextending. That's fine. If Zion's healthy and plays 82 games a year, you're looking at a guy who can legitimately be one of the like 10 years from now, we're looking back. Hey, who was the best like offensive players of the 20 of the he's 2020s? A, he's a, you're he's you're a looking at Zion. Talent. Like it's, it's yeah. he's Hall of Famer level. He just is. He can be anyway. But then at the same time, like if you're not playing, I don't, I don't know. We we can't be in a situation where you trade assets and then you not only that's not the only asset you give up. Your salary cap is another asset. You know Zion's probably going to command a max extension. Wouldn't you agree? Like you're not getting Zion on a discount deal just because you know oh you're new here you haven't played. Like if you trade for Zion, you're going to be max income. That's what yeah. he wants, and you're going to give into it. If, considering if, all the if if MPJ gets a max, Zion gets a max. Simple yeah, one hundred percent. Simple as that. So, so that's my thing. You know, you're giving up a lot. And also, if things go wrong with Zion, this is legitimately one of like, you know, maybe I'm just thinking worst case scenario. Maybe I'm dooming too hard. If it goes wrong with Zion, that might be what pushes Trail the door. It's, I mean, maybe. And like, that scares me to the max. Like, Trail and Garrett could be. But at the same time, you wonder, maybe, you know, because let's be real. Rayford, uh, Trey's dad, I don't know why I just called him by his first name. <laughs> Trey's dad is a is very like he's very open on Twitter. You almost wonder if if they would respect that like hey they want they tried to surround Trey with the elite talent to push the team towards championship. You know it's not like LeBron, which I'm not saying Trey is as good as LeBron. LeBron, but you get the idea. LeBron, his early years in Cleveland, they just didn't do enough. They didn't take enough big swings. They 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 like didn't sign um, Boozer early on. They, they botched that. They they traded for a bunch of role players, but they never got the star. I almost would wonder if at least Trey and his his t- his party could like respect. Hey, they took a big swing at Zion. Zion's a guy that should work well. It just didn't work out. You know, I'm not gonna leave because of that. You almost wonder if that's possible because for for a star, I would have to think you know a big swing and a miss is better than you know just going up to the bunt at the plate. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, definitely, like, I, I 100% get where you're coming from there. But, like, also at the same time, like, we have to realize this is an NBA. This is a business for everyone. Like, even the most loyal players, like, you think of, like, Dane, those guys are always going to be, I mean, up until, you know, the, the Blazers kind of hit the reset button this year, like, there was always stuff about Dane being traded. So, I, I think, you know, Trey's team, Trey's, you know, dad, Trey himself, they could be like, hey, we respect it. But, like, hey, it's not working out. You know, we have, you know, Trey and them, they can love Atlanta and everything. At some point, if it's not working for Trey on a personal level, you know, he feels like he should be winning. He feels like he should be on a much better team. Hey, he might just ask out as much as he loves Atlanta, as much as he can respect us swinging for Zion. That's why I'm concerned about it. It's like, you go all in for Zion, like, that's it. Like, if you mess this up, you know, you're looking down the road, like, you're going to have to either draft very well, which, you know, Schlink can do to, like, build yourself back up, or who knows what happens. And here's my second thing with Zion. This might this is in favor of pushing towards the trade. Zion and Trey is much watched TV by far. Like that's the most entertaining show in the NBA. I have no qualms. I cannot say I cannot think of another team who comes close to that. If I'm wrestler, I'm Schlink, I'm any of the people who make money. I totally wrestlers like getting excited just think about it. Yeah, no. They're probably you know what I bet you wrestlers listen to the podcast right now. He's salivating at the fall. He's firing at the two K save to put Zion, Trey, and Miley together. Anybody who makes money off the Hawks has to salivate at the idea of seeing Trey Young throwing lob to Zion Williamson. Imagine a wrestler listening to this contract and not giving us money on Patreon. That'd be that'd be kind of messed up. But. Hey, uh, patreon.com slash Hawks Talks. Anyway. $5, $8, $15 here. Anyways. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I get Must what you're watch saying. TV, Logan. I, I get what you're saying, but there, there's going to be inherent risk anywhere. Like, the Lakers thought they were making crazy moves when they traded for Dwight and Steve Nash, right? True. I mean, it's a little bit different. They traded for older guys. Zion is Zion's not old. He's just fat, right? So I, that that's a tough one. It's very tantalizing, but it's also very scary. But at the end of the day, Zion is an otherworldly talent. And if he gets cleared medically... And if he wants to be there, I would have to think it would work out. But those are two pretty big ifs. Um, but also, like, how – I might sound stupid for this, but how much can New Orleans realistically get for Zion? Obviously, they're getting a big 
pause, a big package. But like teams that trade from are like, we're taking on a lot of risk here. We're not going to give you like an Anthony Davis level package. You know what I mean? We're not going to give you, um, you know, we're not going to trade you Ben Simmons and, you know, like a James Harden type package. So I, it, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm not really sure. I just spitballing. Um, you, you would probably need a third team to make the salaries work or whatever, but I would think John Collins, Hunter, maybe like, or whatever young player of ours they want. And then picks like, I, I just don't know how it really works. Cause obviously they, they wouldn't want Capella. They have Joe Val. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's very interesting. I'm not really sure. Honestly, the Pelicans, if, if Zion would play, the Pelicans would be kind of nasty. <laughs> like, if you really think about it, they have McCollum, Ingram, Zion, Joval. That's kind of a nasty big four. I'm not saying they're winning anything, but that's a fun squad. So it kind of sucks for them that Zion is either blatantly immature or is made of glass and paper. But uh, I don't know. that. The more I think about it, the more fun it sounds, but it, it's so risky. It's so risky. Let me ask you this: L- what's what's a, what's a safer move? Let's say, uh, let's say I don't know. You don't. Let's say Donovan Mitchell or Zion. Which one are you doing? It, it would depend on the trade package. Um, if you were just asking me straight up which one I'd prefer. That that's also tough because Mitchell is a lot less risky, but Zion has a way higher ceiling. Not way higher, but he has a higher ceiling. Um, but also, I would think Mitchell's more of what we need. I feel like Mitchell takes pressure off Trey. Zion just is like a better version of John Collins offensively, right? Kind of. So it's it's sort of interesting. Um, right now, I'd say Donovan Mitchell, but that that's that's subject to change. Which one are which one are you leaning towards? I'm I'm gonna go Donovan Mitchell in part because it's safer, but the difference in safer is much bigger than the actual difference in impact and how much it'll affect our team. So that that leans me towards hey, like let's go get the sure thing in Donovan Mitchell. Like Donovan Mitchell, you know, he's had injury concerns coming out of college and stuff with his ankle, and you know that stuff kind of happens. But look, at the end of the day, if I'm if I'm trading a big package and you know a lot of my salary cap, you know. I I I would feel a lot better getting that assurance from you know knowing hey Donovan Mitchell's you know not only has he played a lot of regular season he played a lot into the postseason he played far into sure. this you know you know with Zion you know Zion's played probably less regular season games at this point than in three years than you know Donovan Mitchell probably will this year between the regular season and the postseason which <laughs> I mean it worries me like Zion is so fun imagine a Trey and Zion pick and roll like unguardable honestly you, you play trey he lobs the design you play zion trey lo- lo- floats it in like i don't know that's dangerous but also i think a lot of my opinion of going hey i'd rather have donovan over over zion is it comes down to this you know at the end of the day guards and people who can create their own shot like donovan mitchell can are very valuable in this league yeah. very yeah. valuable yeah. and that yeah. also you know not 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 saying that zion's a, a rim rolling center you know he's not clint yeah. Capella. you know he, he can he, you know he's got he's got some creation to him that that was one of his things in college like he can actually he can actually play make a little bit too he, he's he was a great passer in college but it's just he's not a guard you know he he's not a he's not a high volume ball carrier. Here's a guy that you can give the ball to, and he can bring get it to the rim himself, and he can make a good read. But he's not he's not taking that much pressure off Trey. He's just making he's just making other defenses live in hell with Trey. Whereas whereas a Donovan Mitchell like Trey doesn't have to be on every game for it to work. Trey doesn't have to run fifty pick and rolls for it to work. You know what I mean? So it's it's. It's interesting. That's an interesting question. I, my my thoughts are definitely Donovan Mitchell, but the more I think about it, the more fun Zion sounds. It's just so risky, but also it's kind of thrilling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Look, I would love. Look, I, now we talk about this. We just give all this debating. Hey, if any of those guys are you know saying, hey, trade me to Atlanta, I'm all for it. With all due respect, I we need some new play. Look, I don't care if it's Zion. I don't care if it's Donovan Mitchell. Having another like legitimate star player on our team next trade that sounds awesome. 
I need that in my life. And you know what? Hopefully this off season, you know, Schlink decides that all the podcasters out here are on the good list and we get that. I mean, the nice list, but well, I guess we'll see. It's, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Logan, we're about uh, 50 minutes in the podcast. Do you have anything else you want to say before we start wrapping things up here? I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked a lot about a different stuff. You know, there's just, the Hawks haven't played enough. We do have our next game on Tuesday against the Celtics that we could preview. Man, fuck the Celtics. I don't know. <laughs> fuck Celtics. We're on yeah, TNT. Hey, big game. Are we really? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, TNT, 730 Eastern. The, the last game against the Celtics hurt. We, uh, you know, if we win this, there's an outside chance we can get the six seed. But if we lose it, it really makes things, you know, very, very clearly play-ins or, or nothing. But I don't know. We'll, we'll react to how that game goes. The Hawks have a little bit of injury issues that the Celtics are completely clean slate of injuries so that that's just perfect but i think uh, i think we'll just see how that game goes only thing i have to say is you know my standard uh check out all the links in the description twitter patreon all the good stuff thank you thank you everyone for listening um and just uh, man I, I'm, I'm gonna be lost in thought about the zion stuff for a while but that that's my uh that's my bit all right all right two things first of all any injury report for the Hawks just dropped mid-podcast. John Collins is doubt for t- for tomorrow's game in Boston, and Lou Williams is straight up out. So there's your last bit of Hawks tidbit. Um, as Logan said, be sure to check out all the descriptions in the and all the links in the description. A lot of informational and good stuff in there. Um, need to say this: be sure to whatever podcast listening platform you're listening on. Hey, if you can rate the this show in some way, rate it the max five stars. However, that really helps us out. Just want to say thank you to everyone for your support. Uh, you know, the Hawks, you know, they've been kind of disappointing up to this point of the year, but you know, y'all support is unwavering. We appreciate it more than anything. As always, be sure to check out patreon.com slash Hawks Talks. If you'd like to support us financially, we have a $5, we have an $8, we have a $15 tier in any way you can support us. We don't feel like you have to just you listening and interacting with us is always appreciated. Very nice. We love it. Um, be sure to check out our Twitters. We have the Hawks Talks Twitter account, which is the official Hawks Talks Twitter account, which is great for staying updated with everything that's just episodes. And then follow me and Logan's personal Twitters that are also in the description. And you can you can interact with us or you can, you know, just see all the stupid stuff that we have to say at times. Anyways, thank you for listening to episode 94 of the Hulk Talk Podcast. We're slowly approaching that three-digit number 100 number. So we're very excited about that. Let's hope we hit it soon. As always, thank you for listening. Have a good start to your week. Love you. Goodbye. At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of.